Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Hey, thanks, guys. It's 6.30. This is Arwolf filling in for Mike Perini to give the guy a break so he can heal up from... He's been grappling with the bug. Also, he's been working really hard all week. So I just volunteered, even without him asking. I said, Mike, something tells me you might need somebody to just sit in and just hold down the Pandora's lunchbox show for you from 6.30 to 7. So Wolf is in here a half hour early. I'd like to um, gonna have a lot of uh, kind of bop from the 50s type stuff in here. But it's all got to do with food. This is why it belongs on this show. I'm going to start with Art Pepper. Um, recorded in uh, in Los Angeles, California, in January 1957, when I was um, zygote, I think. It was, it was kind of like in utero of phase one. Um, Art Pepper blowing the alto sax with Red Garland, Paul Chambers, and Philly Joe Jones. This is the Red Pepper Blues. Uh, Red Pepper, according to uh, sources that I've uh, plunged into tonight for tonight's show, Red pepper could refer to chili powder, a finely ground mixture of dried chili peppers. Crushed red pepper, a coarsely crushed mixture of dried chili peppers. Whole peppers that are red. I <laughs> can't figure out how they arrived at that conclusion. Uh, especially cayenne pepper and bell pepper, uh, which has various colors, including red. Uh, it could refer to pickled ripe peppercorns. There is a newspaper in Uganda called Red Pepper. There's a magazine in the U.K. called Red Pepper. And a voice artist who provides voiceovers for movie trailers is also known as Red Pepper with two Ds on red, like Red Fox, you know. Anyway, this is Art Pepper with the Red Pepper Blues. Good evening. Thank you. 
talk about tomatoes. After all, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, show about food on WCBN-FM. And the name of this piece is Cute Tomato. I'm not sure they're talking about vegetables. In fact, I doubt it. Sounds like it's uh, something that was conjured up in reference to a mammal. But cute tomato, that's good enough for me. Let's talk about tomatoes, huh? The word itself, tomato, may refer, if it isn't being used the way these guys were using it, for example, it may refer to the plant Solanum lycopersicum, or the edible, typically red fruit that it bears. I think uh, lycopersicum meant uh, wolf apple, something like that. Um, Turn you into a werewolf if you bite these things. Having originated in America, that is in the Western Hemisphere, the tomato was spread around the world following the Spanish colonization of the Americas. Thank you, Americus Vespucci, for the name. And its many varieties are now widely grown, often in greenhouses in cooler climates. The tomato is consumed in diverse uh, ways, including raw as an ingredient in many dishes and sauces and in drinks. While it is botanically a fruit, it is considered a vegetable for culinary purposes, as well as by the United States Supreme Court. Mmm, I think I smell Ronald Reagan here and the ketchup as a vegetable clause. All of this has caused some confusion, which is why I'm bringing it up tonight on WCBN-FM. The fruit is rich in lycopene, which may have beneficial health effects. The tomato belongs to the nightshade family, is that clear? Aztecs and other peoples in Mesoamerica used the fruit in their cooking. The exact date of domestication is unknown. By 500 years before the Common Era, it was already being cultivated in southern Mexico and probably other areas. The Pueblo are thought to have believed that those who witnessed the ingestion of tomato seeds were blessed with powers of divination. The large, lumpy tomato, a mutation from a smoother, smaller fruit, originated in Mesoamerica and may be the direct ancestor of some modern cultivated tomatoes. The conquistador Cortez may have been the first to transfer the small yellow tomato to Europe after he captured the Aztec city of Tenochtitlan, now Mexico City, in 1521. Although that, uh, that fellow Christopher Columbus, a Jayonese working for the Spanish monarchy, may have taken them back as early as 1493. The earliest discussion of the tomato in European culture, uh, I'm sorry, European literature, appeared in an herbal uh, written in 1544 by Pietro Andrea Maccioli, an Italian physician and botanist who suggested that a new type of eggplant had been brought to Italy that was blood red or golden color when mature and could be divided into segments and eaten like an eggplant, that is, cooked and seasoned with salt, black pepper, and oil. However, it wasn't until 10 years later that tomatoes were named in print by Maccioli as pomidoro, or golden apple. 
After the Spanish colonization of the Americas, the Spanish distributed the tomato throughout their colonies in the Caribbean. They also took it to the Philippines, from where it spread to Southeast Asia and then the entire Asian continent. Go, tomatoes, go. The Spanish also brought the tomato to Europe. It grew easily in the Mediterranean climates, and cultivation began in the 1540s. I hope you're getting all this down. The recorded history of tomatoes in Italy dates back to October 31st, 1548, exactly, when the house steward of Cosimo de' Medici, the Grand Duke of Tuscany, wrote to the Medici private secretary informing him that the basket of tomatoes sent from the Grand Duke's Florentine estate had arrived safely. Tomatoes were grown mainly as ornamentals early on after their arrival in Italy. For example, there was a Florentine aristocrat by the name of Sotorini who wrote how they were to be sought only for their beauty, unquote, and were grown only in gardens or flower beds. The tomato's ability to mutate and create new and different varieties helped contribute to its success and spread throughout Italy. However, even in areas where the climate supported growing tomatoes, their proximity of growing to the ground suggested low status. They were not adapted, uh, adopted rather as a staple of the peasant population because they were not as filling as other fruits already available. Additionally, both toxic and inedible varieties discouraged many people from attempting to consume or prepare them. As for England, uh, tomatoes were not grown in, in England until the 1590s. Uh, one of the earliest cultivators of tomatoes in Great Britain was John Gerard, a barber surgeon. Gerard's Herbal, published in 1597 and largely plagiarized from continental sources, is also one of the earliest discussions of the tomato in England. Uh, Gerard knew the tomato was eaten in Spain and Italy, and nonetheless he believed it was poisonous. In fact, the plant and raw fruit do have low levels of tomatine, but are not generally dangerous. Gerard's views were influential, and the tomato was considered unfit for eating, though not necessarily poisonous, for many years in Britain and its North American colonies. By the mid-18th century, however, tomatoes were widely eaten in Britain, and before the end of that century, the Encyclopedia Britannica started the tomato, uh, stated that the tomato was in daily use in soups, broths, and as a garnish. The tomato was introduced to cultivation in the Middle East and Asia by John Barker, British consul in Aleppo circa 1799-1825, off the top of my head. Uh, 19th century descriptions of its consumption are uniformly as an ingredient in a cooked dish. In 1881, it is described as having only been eaten in the region within the last 40 years, unquote. The tomato entered Iran through two separate routes. One was through Turkey and Armenia. The other was through the Kahar uh, royal family's frequent travels 
to France. Maybe it's Kajar. I'm not sure. The early name used for the tomato in Iran was Armani Badanjan, Armenian eggplant. Uh, currently in Iran, they, they refer to the tomato as a French plum. And in North America, the earliest reference to tomatoes being grown in British North America is from 1710, when herbalist William Salmon reported seeing them in what is today South Carolina. They may have been introduced from the Caribbean. By the mid-18th century, tomatoes were cultivated on some Carolina plantations and probably in other parts of the Southeast as well. It is known that Thomas Jefferson ate tomatoes. I'm going to just uh, skip ahead to the punchline here. The poor taste and lack of sugar in modern garden and commercial tomato varieties resulted from breeding of tomatoes which ripen uniformly red. This change occurred after discovery of a variety in the mid-20th century which ripened uniformly and was then widely crossbred to produce attractive red fruit without the typical green ring surrounding the stem on uncrossbred varieties. Prior to general introduction of this trait, tomatoes were able to produce more sugar during the process of ripening and were sweeter and more flavorful. Uh, Today... They taste like rubber bands, yes, which is a good reason to grow your own and try and uh, try and get a good strain, right? This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about 13 minutes before 7 o'clock. Are we filling in for Mike Perini being a smartass, reading about uh, tomatoes and other foods? I think. I think after tomatoes, we need to get Coleman Hawkins in here. He got the nickname when he was quite young, uh, when he was a young musician, uh, a lot of his uh, fellow musicians decided to start calling him Bean, B-E-A-N, because they claimed that he had a head shaped like a haricot bean. So he, uh, over the decades, he recorded quite a number of, of original pieces that had the word Bean in the title. This one, for example, is Bean Soup.
had a half hour of bebop records from the 1950s with a food theme going. I'm filling in, uh, I just filled in for my 